it was emotional. It was yeah. really exciting just because I put like so much time and effort at that point in my life. Basically, all my free time went to women's wrestling mm-hmm. and I worked so hard. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wrestle Her podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Brenton, and today I am joined by special guest, Annalise Whitmer. So how are you doing today, Annalise? I'm good. Good, good. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So I am a women's wrestling journalist for Pennsylvania. Okay. How long um, have you been doing that? So I did it, I started in 2021 and then i didn't really write anything the following wrestling season and then i just started back up again okay um what got you involved in wrestling so my brother is a division one wrestler at columbia and he was wrestling before i was born and so i didn't really have a choice okay how old's your brother compared (laughs) to you what's the age gap i'm 18 and he's 21 okay so Pretty close, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so what got you interested in writing about women's wrestling? That's a funny story. Um, it all started in 2018. That's when I saw women's wrestling for the first time. I was 12 at the Final X. Okay. At, at my call. And I saw Adeline Gray wrestle. Yeah. And like growing up, my parents always told me, like, you can be anything and right. everything. But like, I never realized how important it was, not just hearing that, but seeing that until I saw two females wrestling each other not a female wrestling a boy i was like what right this is a thing and then from then on i just kind of was like i kind of started following women's wrestling a little bit like that year i followed how adeline gray did at worlds and i was like this is so cool like this is but i still didn't really think it was a thing like i knew that women could do it but i didn't think that women did until Sanction PA came along and I started seeing things on my Instagram feed from Sanction PA. And I was like, wait, this is like here. So you're from Pennsylvania, correct? How Mm -hmm. long ago did Pennsylvania get sanctioned? This is our first season. The first season. Okay. So how long have you been a journalist for girls wrestling? I started, okay. So I started journalism my sophomore year of high school. Okay. Journalism class at my high school. And then I got into women's wrestling journalism article I wrote for the school newspaper. So that must have been 2021. Okay. And then you have your own platform now. What is that? Takedown Talk. Takedown Talk. Okay. So what kind of things do you uh, write about in those articles? I try to write about whatever's current. Like just whatever's happening. I'm really open to everything. Like when Lori Air started her podcast at Flow Wrestling, I already review about that. Okay. And then when Kyla Welker committed to Iowa. Yeah. I wrote an article about that. So what are some things that uh, you've written about that are particular moments that you've seen in wrestling that you want to speak about? I wrote a lot about Pennsylvania women's wrestling, like mm-hmm. through the sanctioning process. Okay. That meant a lot to me. How was that sanctioning process? It went quicker than I thought. Okay. And you were a part of that, correct? Yes. How were you a part of that? I worked for Sanction PA. Okay. What kind of things did you do for 
that. I just like communicated with them a lot. Um, they gave me a lot of opportunities within journalism. Like I wrote for Pennsylvania Wrestling News Magazine. I wrote an article every month for them, and they got me in contact with them and provided me the opportunity. They got me media credentials for the girls state tournament. Okay. Because we had an unsanctioned one. Right. Before we had a sanctioned one. And so I was part of that. Just getting me connections, I guess. And then, like, um, I wrote an article where I interviewed the PIAA before really the sanction process shot off about why they didn't sanction it. And Mm -hmm. so they got me in contact with, like, the right people within the PIAA. What month did you guys get sanctioned? Was it last year or was it the year before? It was, I think, I want to say it was March of last year. I think it was right, it might have been right before the Boys State Tournament last year. Okay. It was, like, end of, right around there. Okay, and how was that experience for you? How was that experience for seeing the girls being able to get their own competition? It was emotional. It was really exciting. Just because I put like so much time and effort at that point in my life, basically all my free time went to women's wrestling Mm -hmm. and I worked so hard and like, so it was emotional when it first happened. I was like, we did it. Yeah. And then even the girls state tournament that year was crazy Mm -hmm. because I went the year before there must've been five journalists total, including myself. Yeah. And we all sat at one little table and then the following year, we had three tables wow. of just journalists. There was like 15 of us. Yeah. And even like the amount of girls there and the amount of fans there had increased. Right. And so it was like, we totally outgrew the high school gym we were in. Yeah. By the time that happened. And now we're going to be in the Giant Center with the boys. Love it. I love it. Um, so how many girls did you have um, before you guys were sanctioned in the unofficial one? I'm not quite sure how many we had in the state tournament. Okay. But numbers have grown. Yes. Dramatically. What does your state tournament look like this year then for the girls? So the girls, um, based on what I saw, I looked at like the PLA schedule. It appears we're wrestling alongside the boys. Okay. Like so- it's a, some of the sessions are at the same time. Yeah. Are you guys going to have. And then some of them are separate. If you're not familiar with how the Pennsylvania Boys State Tournament works. They do double A and triple A, which are the two, like, that's how they separate, like, the big high schools and the smaller high schools. Okay. And so they do different sessions for double A and triple A. Okay. But the girls aren't separated by double A and triple A. It's just girls. Okay. And so some of the sessions will be with the double A or triple A, and then some of the sessions are just girls. We're having two regions this year. Um, We didn't have any regional separation last year so everybody that could go went to state um but this year we're having two different regions so we're kind of breaking it up a little bit because there's a lot more girls in wyoming um so i'm just Mm kind of curious on how you guys are letting the girls go into your state tournament is it 16 man brackets i believe so yeah yeah i'm assuming if there's enough that that's what it would be. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing too. We're keeping it the same as the boys and we're wrestling mm-hmm. at the same time as the boys and having our state finals is the same time as the boys too. So like in Wyoming, do the boys just have regionals and then state? Yes. Or do they do districts? See in Pennsylvania, we have districts, regionals, super regional states. Oh, okay. So do the girls have all of that too? I, I doubt it. I wouldn't think that we'd have enough. Okay. Because there's a lot of, like, Pennsylvania is a big state for wrestling. Right. 
And so usually districts is like when you weed everybody out and then regionals, it's a little tougher and then super regionals is even tougher Yeah. than those. Yeah. And I'm assuming that they, you know, take the Mm -hmm. 16 man bracket and that's your state tournament. So, I mean, to get down to that many people takes a lot of competition. I I don't think we have enough girls to do all that. Okay. I wouldn't assume. Yeah. But I'm assuming yeah, you guys do some sort of regionals or some sort of something before state. We do do a regionals. Do regionals? I be- okay. I believe so, yeah. And is it just two regions or do you know how many regions there are? I'm not sure how many regions there are. With this upcoming season um, and this upcoming state tournament, um, what is your role in the state tournament? Are you going to be on the floor journaling for everything? I will not be. I'm going to EIWAs this year. Okay. Awesome. I'm hoping to see some women's matches there. Usually they do a couple. And- yeah. What are some articles that you've written about um, that are of interest to you? Um, the first article I wrote, actually, was probably my favorite. I wrote it for my school newspaper, not for my website. Mm-hmm. And in that article, I interviewed Grace Stem, who's um, – at that time, she had just been to Worlds, and she's local to me. She's, like, 30 minutes away. Okay. And so that was that was really cool, interviewing someone, like, local. And then I interviewed Emma Randall from Columbia. Okay. Because that's where my brother's at. He's at Columbia. All right. At the men's program. So I interviewed Coach Emma, and then I interviewed Ava Bayless. Okay. What kind of things did you that's ask them during those interview questions? So... With them, I kind of talked about um, what it was like, like what it's like being a female wrestler and what it's like being in the wrestling world and kind of like the misogyny between men's and women's wrestling mm-hmm. journalism. I have to say it's gotten a lot better in my opinion. Yeah. Like there's a lot more coverage than when I first started. When I first started, there wasn't a lot. Yeah. And so. But it's definitely that was a big picked thing. up. It was right. I don't know if you remember that year at Super 32 where Flow Wrestling posted all these photos and videos from the boys' tournament, but they didn't post any of the girls. Mm-hmm. And everyone got really mad. It was like a week after that happened. And so that's kind of what motivated me, was I was like, this is wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, ju- this is just as big of a tournament for them as it is for the boys. Right. Yeah. And so, and I mean, it can't be that hard to send one photographer over even. To get a couple photos. Seriously, yeah, I but definitely agree. But the fact that there was no effort at all whatsoever. Okay. And since then, floor wrestling's been better, I feel. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm still, glad to see the girls getting, you know, the same not showcase. Equal. Still not equal, but yeah. I know they're equal. Yeah, we're, we're pushing and we're getting there. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so what are some things that um, you would like to write a rip about that you maybe haven't written about? I like to do more, like, college and Olympic level stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would be cool to, like, interview an Olympian as someone, like, at that level. Yeah. Who like, would you want to interview specifically? Probably Adeline Gray. Yeah, she's just kind of that's like Just kind of that's where it's all started. Or Amit. Amit would be another cool one just because she's so good. Yeah. And so young too. It's like right, yeah. Those crazy. would be some some cool ones to interview. Um, mm-hmm. Where do people find your articles if they were trying to find your articles? You can find them at takedowntalk.wordpress.com. It's kind of long. Okay. 
Um, and then if somebody, you know, just wants to be interviewed by you, um, is that something that you're open to or do you usually contact people to interview? Oh, someone wanted to interview, I'd do it. Do you usually interview girls from just PA or would you be open to interviewing from around different states? I've done other states before as well. Okay. What kind of questions do you ask them? Well, like it depends on what the article's about, like what just like what happened that made me like in contact with them i guess right for example audrey jimenez i think that's how you pronounce her name Mm -hmm. just won sectionals in her state and she's the first girl to ever do that okay in the boys division yeah so she didn't get back to me but i reached out to her with the intention of talking about what that's like yeah trailblazing in her state what state is that i want to say it's arizona okay so, um, with some of the previous interviews that you've had, what are some of the topics that you've been talking Just about? Just like growing the sport. Um, I don't know. Like at the college, once again, like at the college level, at the high school level. Okay. I like one of the questions that I always like to ask is, "How did you get into wrestling?" Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like the stories are so interesting. Yeah, those are my and, favorite like, who's stories. Your big, who's your biggest inspiration? Yeah, and it's it's fun to hear the stories and you know why people joined. Like I've had some girls say that they joined um, just because they wanted to make fun of it. <laughs> like one of the girls said, you know, she didn't want to wrestle and she was on the swim team with her team, and you know they were like, "Well, I'll do it if you do it," as a joke, and. Then she ended up winning state and it's her favorite sport now. So I love to hear those stories, you know, or, you know, my older brother beats up on me. So I wanted to start wrestling, you know, just everybody has their own little stories. And those are the best stories to hear is what they say after that. It Um, is. That's my favorite part of journalism. Yeah. That one right there. I feel like you learn so much just by talking to people. Absolutely. Experiences. Absolutely. Um, so you were never a wrestler, correct? Nope. No. If wrestling was a sanctioned sport when you were in school, would you have wrestled? Where I live is very rural. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people aren't really open to the idea of women's wrestling yet. Like, yeah, it's shocking to me. Yeah. Like just today, like I was walking out of the lunchroom and someone made a comment to me about women's wrestling. Cause I think I'm crazy. What comment like, did they make? They were talking about something about, like, oh, we're going to get a women's wrestling program. People think I'm crazy because I love wrestling so much. Uh, hey, I love that's wrestling, that. too. So that's, that's what I meant. In fact, we did this thing, an AP site, where we had to write down something nice about the, the person whose index card you got. Mm-hmm. And about five people out of 15 in that class wrote passionate about wrestling. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. You know, well, like, I'm glad that you're passionate about it. We need more women that are passionate about wrestling, regardless of if it's actually wrestling or being a spokesperson for it. If that's something to be called crazy for is to love wrestling, then man, I'm, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> so I love to hear that you're, you're loving wrestling. There's a lot of girls that do. And I think that being an advocate for the sport is huge because it is the fastest growing sport in North America. Mm-hmm. And we need those advocates out there. We need to grow this sport. We need to keep this push and this ball rolling because it's coming in a big way. And there's a lot of girls out there that didn't ever think that they would want to join wrestling and join it. And it's their favorite sport and they love it. And it's for everybody and it's for every body type. And I think that's the cool thing about, yeah, that's the cool thing about wrestling. 
is anybody can do it. Everybody and anybody can do it. You can do it if you're blind. You can do it if you don't have a leg. You know, you can do it if you're 235 pounds or you can do it if you're 100 pounds. You know, there's so many different avenues for a wrestler. And I think the common denominator is the mindset of wrestling. And I think that's the part that keeps people and doesn't keep people is you have to be motivated. You have to be dedicated. You have to have that mentality of, Hey, I'm, you know, got to make weight. Hey, I've got to wrestle in 10 minutes. How am I going to get mentally prepared for it? And some people can't do that, but some people can. And that is, you know, what brings us as a community together is wrestling and once you join wrestling or a part of wrestling, it's a huge family and we're all, you know, such advocates for it because it's such a great sport and it teaches I you so much. That's my favorite part about wrestling is it, the family. Yeah. There's such a family. Like and- It's like, I met some, like some of my friends I met when I was like two mm-hmm. and we used to play together at wrestling. Some of my best friends to this day, 16 years later. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. I like even my dad coach growing up like everything my brother was on and so like now these guys are in college and we'll be going um to like lock caven mm-hmm. because they're close to us so we'll like go watch lock caven and these guys will be coming up round up to my dad hugging them yeah and it's just like i love that yeah i love that too and you know I've, i love that i've coached all over the nation and i've coached internationally and have had teams from all over. So, you know, seeing those people and you don't have anything in common except for wrestling, but you guys are so close because you have mm-hmm. that common denominator. And I love seeing that. That's my favorite thing about it. I love it. Um, I love- so I love that you're an advocate for this sport. I love that you continue to be an advocate for this sport, even though you didn't wrestle. That's, that's huge. Um, Mm -hmm. so kudos to you for that. And I love that you're bringing awareness to girls wrestling. Um, that's super inspirational. I think that that's something great that you're doing over in Pennsylvania. Is there any other type of, you know, journalism, photography, um, any newscast type of situations in, in Pennsylvania that, um, are bringing awareness to girls wrestling? There's a couple. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Pennsylvania Wrestling News Magazine is one of them. Okay. I think, I believe, I used to write, I once again, I wrote an article for them every month okay. in their magazine. Gotcha. And I believe they said in that. PA Power. PA Power. That's a big one. Okay. They do. They do a lot. Um, one of the girls, that's, that's how I found out about women's wrestling, well, she's at Lock Cave now. But she had a podcast called Girl Power. Okay. On PA Power. And they send, yeah, they do a lot. Okay. And all the events, they always include women. I love that. I love that. So there's another wrestling. And, so, and they actually, they have one tournament. It's just women. It's called Girl Power because they have, I forget the name of it, but it's just boys. And then they have another one a couple months later and it's just the girls and they give them their own. Okay. Their own platform. Kind of like something like I'm doing. Platform. But then sometimes they have like other little events throughout the year. Okay. And there's usually at least one woman's match, if not more. So what would you, I know that you didn't wrestle, um, but there is people coming up in the wrestling world that might want to join maybe in high school, maybe at younger ages. Um, 
what would you say to positively influence them to be a part of this community? I would say do it. <laughs> okay. Because Why? it's impacted my life so much in a positive way. How has it impacted you? In so many ways. Even just like watching wrestling, I've learned so many things. Watching my brother do it and like the stuff he's had to go through wrestling, like it's made me a more determined person, I guess. Yeah. I because that. I see like my brother sacrificed a lot yeah for wrestling to get where he is and so that sacrifice has made me want to sacrifice things i guess yeah that makes sense no that makes 100 percent sense glad that it has impacted you in ways that it does and i'm glad that you are continuing to write about girls wrestling and um joining my podcast to get the word out as well if they Want to reach out to you, want to find you. Do you have any social media platforms? I do. My Instagram is Annalise underscore Whitmer. I had you get a quote for us. Do you have that quote ready? This is a quote I've always loved. If you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a great quote because, yeah, I mean, if you have those big dreams and you have dedication and you can push yourself, there's nothing in your way. I think mm -hmm. the only thing that can stop you is yourself because, you know, there's always going to be people that don't like what you're doing. There's always going to be people, be people that, you know, hate on the things that you're doing and you're never going to make everybody happy at the end of the day. So make yourself happy. Keep pushing forward and chasing those dreams and um, hopefully they work out for you as long as you're setting goals and you know, pushing yourself and putting in the work. I think anything is possible if you set your mind to it. So I love that quote. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yes, not a problem. Um, hopefully we can get you back on here in a year or so and see where PA's at. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully they're growing numbers and hopefully we are too. So Maybe I need to, I should interview you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it after this. <laughs> All right. And thank you guys, everybody, so much for joining me on this podcast today. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Can't accept the loss. I'm hard-headed. There's a little bit of madness to my method. Many falling off that fine line that I'm treading. I risk anything to be great and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my victory. Number one, that's what I'm meant to be. By any means, only thing that makes sense to me I can make nice or make history <laughs>